Testing. There we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Welcome. We want to welcome you to Faith Harvest Worship Center this morning. Welcome to where God's word is the authority and people are the priority. But more than that, I am super excited to be in the house of God with the people of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but I'm not designed to be on an island all by myself. I'm not designed to live alone and just be a hermit. But I am designed for the people of God. I am clear that is who God's called me to be. And so I know that we've been... Uh, in this challenge with COVID raging up its head again, its ugly head, and keeping us apart uh, for the second or third time. It's been doing it for two years now. And I've got a message I'm saying that God has released in my spirit. I'm excited because one of the things that he said is that we'd be aware of the times. And so I, I, I love the sons of Issachar. Not many people know much about them, but that was a group of men who understood God, but they also understood the time and the timing of God. So they knew what was going on around the kingdom within the, the, the places where God had instructed them to be, which is so important for you and I right now. We must understand and know the the times in which we live and so I want to encourage you this morning you may have been in a, a, a holding pattern I got to tell you something I stopped by today with a prophetic message for the people of God uh, that we've been in a holding pattern and uh, it's it's time to land but uh, in that holding pattern don't get weary in well-doing uh, you got to hold on and keep on in the holding pattern until until God has released us from the control tower to land. And I believe that landing is being prepared. In other words, if I was the captain of this plane, and I, I believe I am, I'm going to tell the stewards and everybody in the team to prepare the plane for landing. Get everything in place. Get everything ready so that we can land. Because I believe that in 2022, the favor of God is going to be released. There is great expectation. There's great things that God is going to release into the kingdom. For those that are obedient 
to the word of God. This doesn't come just because. This isn't name it, claim it. This is those that are willing to be obedient to the word of God for what God has spoken into their life. This is for the servants of the most high God who are willing to do what he said do in spite of whatever it looks like. This is what God is saying. And so I want to get to you this morning. I want you to go to your Bibles. Let's take it from a scripture. Go to the book of Isaiah chapter 40. The book of Isaiah chapter 40. Amen. If you're in the book of Isaiah chapter 40, praise God. And I'm going to read out of the New Living Test uh, uh, Bible this morning. Uh, but it's a little different than the King James. And here in Isaiah 40 Verse 31, it said, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength and they will soar high on wings like an eagle. They will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not faint. Amen. In other words, in in, in the King James Version, it says, for those that wait upon the Lord. And so I want to talk to you, we've been waiting, we've been holding on, and if you're still here, God's still hand is on your life. Amen. If you can hear my voice this morning, you could respond to it. I want you to know that you've been in a holding pattern. And you say, well, what's this holding pattern? Well, a couple years ago, and you know, actually all my life, I've been wanting to learn how to fly. I wanted to be a pilot. I want to, I want to, at some point, I, I wanted to be able to fly my own plane or helicopter. And uh, in that, uh, in flying, there's some things, and there's a term, and, and flying is a tedious uh, uh, task to learn, a lot, lot harder than driving, but it's very similar because you, once you get things in place and you know your, your uh, instruments and you know your trajectory and where you're going and where you're coming from and how to steer the plane, that's one part. But another one is to, you can get it up, you also have to get it back down safely, amen? But, it, but one of the things that is known, since air traffic has gotten a whole lot heavier, there's something called a holding pattern. And in the holding pattern, uh, it's usually uh, about six minutes, and, and it's a circle. And if I was to give you an example or a vision of what it would look like, it would look like a track, like if you were at a, a, a football field and the track that goes around the football field for, for runners and how it has uh, two straight sides and then two curved sides. So literally, the runway is straight. And to get into a holding pattern, you must maintain a trajectory that's very similar to the runway on one side. So that's about two minutes. You need to run for about two minutes to the same length of the, the runway. And then for 60 seconds, one minute, you make a turn. And then you come back down again two minutes and then make that turn again. And you're back in line with the runway. But yet you may not be able to line. And I don't know if you, I, I drive by Philadelphia International all the time. And in Philadelphia International, I'm constantly seeing the planes in a holding pattern. And then one landing right after another because it's timing and precision that is necessary. But being in a holding pattern could become quite difficult. It's not as easy, y'all, uh, because what happens is the wind 
starts to blow. Oh, somebody will get this in a minute. There's some other things that when you're in a holding pattern, and many of us have been in our ministry, in our lives, we've been in a holding pattern, and then some other stuff shows up like COVID and, and restrictions and, and, and it starts keeping me from getting to where I need to go and I, I can't do it what I need to do and I, I don't have the things I need to have and it seems to have been restricted and it gets a little harder to hold my holding pattern. But it said, for them that wait upon the Lord shall mount up on wings like an eagle. Well, there's something I know about an eagle. An eagle is the greatest bird that exists. The eagle can fly without flapping its wings. It can soar. What happens is the eagle stretches its wings, and its wings are designed in a certain way uh, where they have a curve and a cuff on them, and they come out enough, just enough to catch the wind. Somebody shout hallelujah. So even though as it gets difficulty, I want you to stop trusting in your ability and put the trust in the eagle, or in other words, God, because he is the representation of the eagle. Amen. Those are the wings I want you to mount up on, because on the wings of God, or the wings of an eagle, you can continue to soar even when the winds start to blow. Oh, my goodness. Even when trials and tribulation and trouble try to show up, I want you to be encouraged because God is calling you out. And if he's called you out, he's called you out on purpose. And he expects you to land. But you might have to go around another time. So don't, don't, don't get, listen to me. This isn't the wilderness. This one is God's called us to something. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. He told me to remind you. In fact, I need to tell you, so make it personal in my life. I I had to remain in a holding pattern for a period of time in my life because, let me tell you, Elder, I wasn't ready to land. There was some trouble going on on the airport and the runway and that I didn't know about because I couldn't see because I wasn't down there. But God knew what was going on down on the runway and he kept me in the air circling around and I you know there's sometimes you think you're going to run out of fuel oh come on somebody you're going to run out of energy come on but all of a sudden I I realized I had a reserve tank ah and then I had to switch my dial over to the reserve tank and when I switched the dial over into the reserve tank I realized I still had some more fuel to go uh, but I, all along, the runway is within vision. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. This is important. I could see where it is. I could see where I supposed to land, but yet I couldn't get there yet because uh, I was in a holding pattern. And, and as I'm in that holding, and there were other planes that had to land too. And some had to even land before me because they were in a holding pattern a little longer. And uh, see, sometimes we get, we get worried about who doing what. Uh, this will help all of you because I believe that he said that for them that wait upon the Lord will mount up on wings of an eagle. In other words, we can fly with the best. Amen. We can fly with God. And in other words, and not using our energy, but his. And he said, they will be able to walk or run. When, when you, were, you thought you were tired, you got more energy to do what you didn't even think you could do. And then on top of that, you would not faint. Because if you faint, you are not cognate or aware of what's going on. And there's too many people been fainting. 
and not be able to see where they're going because they're not awoke. And God wants you wide awoke. Ah, oh, somebody, I'm talking to you. This is, you got to hear me prophetically that God is speaking to the church uh, in this hour. In 2022, we're coming out and we're coming on top. And so you've been on hold and you've been in a holding pattern. But listen, as you loop around just a few more times, glory to God, I'm telling you, God is well aware of where you are in the airspace. Uh, he told me to tell you he knows your number. He knows exactly how much fuel you got in the tank. Oh, so there's no question, there's no question that the tank will run dry. Because he said you will not faint. Mm. Glory to God, but you'll run. And, and all I can think of is, is this, this, how God uh, operates in, in this. And so listen, that, that, that turn in, in there is, is equal, but they'll come back around and you're right in line with the airport again because it's important to never lose alignment. Ah, uh, Listen to me, the church, listen to me. Although we've been two years in a holding pattern, Two years of restrictions. Two years of could, what we can't and could not do. Two years of holding us back. Two years of trying to put us in a hush mode. Two years of trying to keep everything back. That's what's been going two years. But I want to tell you, if you're here at the sound of my voice and you can hear what I'm saying right now, that God is well aware of who you are, whose you are, and what your flight number is. Glory to God. And because of that, because of that, listen. Mm. Listen. It says, and, and this just to explain, I wrote some of these things down, and I didn't kind of got ahead of myself. So normally, doing being in a holding pattern is easy. But if that's when the winds are relatively calm. But if they start to pick up, it gets a little harder to hold it in place. Ah. Uh, and see, it, it can come tedious and boring after a while, too, going around in a circle. Oh, see, some of us has lost patience, and we've gotten bored with God and waiting on the Lord for what he's called us to do. And I'm saying to you now that this year, this season, there's been a time and a place that we had to go through some things. And, and I question, just like you, I always just question God, why did we have to go through and he said, because, and I would say, well, what, why, because, why didn't we just, we walk right out and over top of it? But if we had done that, would I really know that I could fly and mount up on the wings of an eagle or otherwise I would have just been doing what I know to always do. And it's so important. Faith without works is dead. I must activate my faith. And apply my faith, and then my faith will produce the things that I hoped for. Y'all not hearing me. So the, the production of this whole thing, the whole Bible is about faith and believing. Believing what? In God and God's word. It's a God and his people. And if we have the faith to believe, then it can be yours. It's all a part of you doing what he's called you to do. It's not magic, but as a servant of the Most High God, I can serve in the kingdom of God. And he's called me to do certain things, as he's called you to do certain things. 
Amen? So listen. Listen. Oh, glory to God. So, but with the wind, it requires me to make constant adjustments. In other words, I got to keep making adjustments in my life. I got to keep changing something. And you know, hold. Oh, thank you. He said to tell you, I know we don't like change. People don't like to change. We want to do what we've always done and do the way we've always done it. But God, change is a part and is inevitable. And so, and change and real change isn't change until you change. And so, listen, oh, glory to God. So listen, there's sometimes through the significance of the wind requires us to make constant adjustment and continue to recalculating. That, so recalculating gets me to a place where I keep reconnecting. And I keep recommunicating. With who? The tower. Who's at the tower? God. And God's in control, control of the whole landing process. And so I got to make sure that I keep recalculating and recommunicating with the Lord, the, my God, the most high. In other words, I have to have a tentative ear to hear what it is he has to say when right now. Because I got to be listening for the moment he's calling me to come on in. My number might come up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen. So listen. Those constant adjustments. And this whole exercise is to be sure that when you return, to, when he returns you back to the right line of the airport, there's much relief when you finally clear to the land and can leave the pattern. In other words, when you know that you're on target and he says he finally gives you clearance to land, you, you, can, you can say, now, here we go, we're, we're going to land. Now, we, we've been in preparations to land. I started 20 minutes ago. To tell the, 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 the team to prepare for landing. Well, we've been in preparation. Although we've gone in a circle, a holding pattern, two years, uh, God's word is still prevalent. God's word is still true. God's word is still relevant. God's word is still powerful. God's word is still a healing. God's word is still a success. God's word is still, uh, he's still king of kings. He's still lord of lords. We got to, just because trouble showed up, we're supposed to cave in. But that's what's happened to many people. And God said, I'm, I'm, you've been in a holding pattern. So I'm speaking to somebody out there. You've been going through some stuff and you've been holding on. And you've been like, God, when am I going to get a breakthrough? Well, I want you to get prepared for landing. Get prepared. Because breakthrough is on its way. Mm. And see, because it seemed, oh, by the way, ah, I heard you. You said while you were in a holding pattern, you made a statement to God. You've been flying successfully, going nowhere. Oh, you hear that? You've been flying successfully, going nowhere. But now you, you, but you said, uh, God, uh, I got purpose. I got a destiny. And so, and I assure you, God wants you to fulfill purpose and destiny. And so with that, he doesn't want you just, you, he flew you into this airport and this place for a reason. Oh my God. You got to get ready. You got to get ready. So listen, you, so the whole point is it doesn't mean 
you don't work hard. And it doesn't mean that it's not challenging. So all of that through the challenges and working hard, God's purpose and plan for your life is still in place. And so the great opportunity for you to fulfill your destiny is coming to play. And he wants you to be faithful to fulfill it. Oh, uh, I, and let me share with you because I'm reminded, glory to God, hallelujah. Who in this journey, we follow Jesus. I find myself going through seasons when I feel much like I'm flying in a holding pattern. Despite much prayer, listening and watching, there are definitely waiting seasons in my life. During this season, I'm, a, I'm in a waiting season right now. And I can see the runway, clearly. I could see what God is getting ready to open up and bless and even put into my life and give me a, a, the responsibility as a servant to serve over. I could see it. But I'm in a holding pattern until it comes to pass. Now, I could get anxious and get excited and not listen and try to land without the instructions of the tower and without a clearance. And I could assure you that if I do that, I will have a wreck. So... As I got called the other day on a last minute thing says, well, now you need to do this. And it's going to cost you this. <clears throat> the first thing I started to do was complain. More money. Here, do this. Do that. And then I said, oh, no, the devil is a liar. We're going to do that and do it gladly. Because why? It'll give me assurance and peace that the investment that God has placed in my life is in is secure and in place and that from an environmental standpoint is secure. Yep, we had to do an environmental study on the property. He said, well, I, why do we have to do that? It was this before and it was that before. So what? You don't want what somebody else did and then they're trying to unload it and then it becomes your problem. But if you'll follow the leading of the Lord, and that's where I'm at with trusting God, I'm telling you, COVID has been a great reset. And it's given us an opportunity, the church, to stand up and really be who we are. Because this thing has affected big, small, black, white, green, or indifference. Everybody has been challenged. The key to success is those that are following the leading of the Lord. Those that are waiting upon the, the Lord. Those that are ready to mount up on the wings of an eagle. Those that are ready to run and not faint. That's what God was saying in Isaiah. And he told him, hold on. I know, I know things have been rough. I know they've been tough. But hold on. Hallelujah. So listen. Out of this, I've been reflecting on the great heroes of our faith who were called out of holding, holding patterns when the time was right. Guess who's number one on my list? My number one hero in Bible, I don't even want to call him figure, a Bible person was Joseph. I can relate with Joseph because Joseph was favored at an early age. And he heard from God as a young boy. But in the process, Joseph didn't know no better. He shared his story with everybody. 
his family. And uh, when he shared his story with his family, they didn't appreciate his story because it had them in it, but they weren't at the top of it. And, you know, people got a problem when they're not at the top. I've come to the conclusion, long as I'm in the story, it's okay. I just want to be a part. I just want to be in the place. So that will in itself guarantee me a spot. Oh, somebody will get that in a minute. You need to stop complaining about what part you play. In other words, but be happy and excited that you're in it. Glory to God. So Joseph is now told that, listen, he tells his parents who he is and what he's going to do and what God has called him to do. And he says, listen, that uh, God has called him to be lifted up. And he said, even the, the sun and the moon would bow down. And then he said, the stars, y'all got to remember something. The sun and the moon was his mother and father. The stars was his brothers and sisters. And all of them would have to bow to him. That was the position that God put him in, right? Now, he, there's, there's the correlation here is I want to show you that. So Joseph gets told this in a dream. Joseph has a vision, and he's following the vision of God, and then comes a bump in the road. Ah, his brothers get jealous. His brothers are angry. And I want to tell you something. So his brothers throw him in a pit. Oh, my goodness. Throw him in a pit. Now, first and foremost, throwing him down in a pit should have broke his back. But his back didn't get broken. He was alive and well in the pit. They take his coat and they go and get kill an innocent animal and put blood all over his coat and take it back to his father and they lie and tell the father and the mother that Joseph has been killed by a wild animal. So Joseph's life now, he's just been thrown in a pit. Uh, that tells me, but yet he had a vision from God that told him he was going to be uh, this, a great person and people were going to bow to him and uh, others would look to him uh, for goodness and greatness because he would be representing the king. But none of that seemed to be happening. I got to tell you, he was in a holding pattern. He, he had to go around and uh, in the process of waiting, he, Joseph is there and, and, and in a pit. Now, here, it doesn't, here's what makes it a little harder. The winds start to pick up because now a slave owner comes by and they recognize that he's in the pit they take him out of the pit and turn him into a slave. It didn't get better, y'all. It got worse. The winds got a little heavier. The storm got a little rougher. And, and now he's taken, taken into Potiphar's house to be a slave and work for him. And on top of that, he rises again. My point in telling you all of this is he stays in the holding pattern. He never forgets who he's been called to be. He never gives in to what God, God called him to do. He never once spoke against what he was called to do. He continued to believe God even in the midst of being thrown in a pit, even in the midst of being a slave in Potiphar's house. And now being in Potiphar's house, he, again, the anointing that's on his life rises into the top again. Let me share something with y'all. You can mix oil and water all day long and the oil will always rise to the top 
Well, Joseph is at the top in the house. He getting all the benefits. He's the top dog. Y'all know. But now again, Potiphar's wife has a fantasy and she wants him and she lies on him because Joseph maintains his integrity. He will not fall prey to the lie. He knew who he was. Let me share with you. When you know who you are, you won't give in to those things that are trying to pull you to the left or to the right. He had, he had every opportunity to, to, to give in. He had every opportunity to cave in. He had every opportunity. But he remembered who God had called him to be. And he said, I'm not going to defile myself. I'm not going to allow this to take me under. I'm not going to allow this to take me out. I'm trying to talk to somebody here this morning. This is a message that God wants to deliver to you. God said that I'm open and I want to do what I said I want to do. So I want to encourage you. You got destiny on your life. <coughs> destiny has to happen. Nothing can stop you. It may have been delayed, but not denied. Oh, may have been delayed, but not denied. I want to encourage you. So the, the Joseph has been in a holding pattern in his life, and he's holding on. He's believing and trusting God. And here, again, not only is he in Potiphar's house, and now Potiphar's wife lies on him, rips his shirt, to show Potiphar, here's a piece of his shirt. He came to attack me, and he tried to do this and tried to do that. But Potiphar, for some reason, didn't trust his wife. I want to share with you, this is the favor of God. And because, see, what he did was worthy of killing. I've got to help you all. So i got to remind somebody, if you're still here, God's got purpose for you. So some of y'all been you've been you've been struggling with who you are and whose you are and what he called you to do and being in this holding pattern you started to believe that he you're not who he said and you can't do it. Well, the devil is a liar. Because I want to remind you this morning, Joseph is the perfect example of my hero who was in a holding pattern who never forgot who God had called him to be and what God called him to do because now even uh, at Potiphar's house and being lied on now, Potiphar convicts him to the dungeon, puts him in prison. Now, I got to tell you all something. There's one thing of being in prison. There's another thing being in the dungeon. The dungeon is below the prison. It's a little further down. Y'all not hearing me. If, if that ain't discouraging and distracting, no, I was called to people, listen, the sun and the moon was going to bow down and the stars, and now I'm in the dungeon. But he never forgot who God called him to be. You never heard a word where he speaks against what God said, although he's going through these trials and these tribulations. I'm trying to remind somebody what you're going through and what you've been through even in the last two years ain't Nothing compared to what God's going to do in your life. Somebody shout hallelujah. You got to get encouraged with the word of God. And sometimes you're going to have to shake yourself and encourage yourself because the word of God is true. It's not a lie. This isn't some fantasy I'm making up. This is the word. The, he gave us examples, prototypes for a reason. So today I want to remind you 
that God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So listen, Joseph, Joseph, my hero, is in the dungeon. But let me share with you. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm trying to help you. So your gifts and calling come without repentance. So what God gives you to give as a gift, I'm telling you to use it wherever you are. Y'all going to get this in a minute. Y'all going to get it in a minute. Because Joseph is in the dungeon. The king is having nightmares. They called him a dream. He is a nightmare to him because the king is having a dream and he can't figure it out. And he keeps having a dream over and over and over again. Here is the man of authority and power, Pharaoh, having a dream. He calls his musicians in. He calls his ministers in. Nobody can interpret the dream. Well, one of the guys that was in prison was a cupbearer for the king. The cupbearer had gotten in trouble and the other was a baker. Two men that both worked close by the king because uh, they fed the king. And you got to remember, you had to have trustworthy people because he was always worried about somebody poisoning them. Well, they said something or did something that caused them to get in the dungeon. Well, they had a dream. Joseph uses what he has. The anointing on his life gives him the ability to interpret the dream of one of the, the baker. I don't know if it was the baker or the cupbearer, but one of them. And I believe it was the cupbearer because he was closer to the king. And he, 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 did, he, he uh, uh, gives him the interpretation of his dream. And sure enough, it comes to pass. And he told him he was going to be released. Well, they come and get the cupbearer. And now the cupbearer is there delivering a cup of water. Mm. Something to quench the thirst of, the, of Pharaoh, the king. And, but Pharaoh is still in trouble because he had the dream and he still can't tell what it is. And his, his turmoil is going on inside of him. And he's there and the cupbearer asks him, what's wrong? And he says, as he's preparing to drink the water, and the king Pharaoh says, that, I had a dream, and no one has been able to interpret it. And the cupbearer says, uh, oh, king, I hope I will have favor in thy sight today. He says, I, I met a man. <laughs> Somebody say, I met a man. I met a man that while I was in the dungeon interpreted my dream, and not so many days it came to pass. Pharaoh said, who is this man? He said, this man was Joseph who worked at Potiphar's house. And he, he said, uh, I want him delivered here. Y'all got to tell me, Joseph now hadn't had a bath in months. Joseph hadn't had a shower or a shave in months. So I got to tell you something. He didn't look too pleasant. And uh, oh, y'all got to hear me, boy. I'm telling you about when you're in a holding pattern because all of a sudden, Although he looked a certain way, some of y'all might be looking a certain way right now. And God wants to call you in because they sent for him and they had to clean him up first. Uh, God's calling you up because it's time he's ready to clean some stuff up and then he's ready to release you. So he's clean. They take Joseph. They give him a shave. They give him a shower. They give him a new set of clothes. They prepare him for the meet in the presence of Pharaoh, the most high, the number one guy in the world at this point. He is the number one power figure in history at that time. And God brings him before Pharaoh. 
I'm going to share with you, this is what happened when God's going to get ready for you to land. You've got to always be ready. Not when it's your turn, but before it's your turn. And in other words, you can't quit believing God for what he said in your life because when it comes, you need to be ready. Joseph sees the king. He interprets the king's dream. He tells him seven years of leanness and then seven years of fatness or seven years fatness first and then seven years of lean. Fourteen years are going to go by and trouble is going to happen in the earth and in the world. But king, because of what you do, you will be the most powerful person in the world. God was giving you warning because he sent me here. Y'all not hearing me. Uh, so when you've been called to do something and listen to what Pharaoh does next. He makes Joseph the number two. Y'all not hear me. The number two most important in the world. Nobody has more say than Joseph except for Pharaoh. This is the same guy that was thrown in a ditch. This is the same guy that was lied upon. This is the same guy that was made a slave. This is the same guy that was thrown in the dungeon. He was in a holding pattern, y'all, but he never lost sight of the airport. And now God said, come on in for a landing. He comes for a landing and he lands. And Joseph now has to manage what he told Pharaoh about. He, but more than that, I want to tell y'all something about the number two. The number two is very, very important in the Bible. In fact, I think it's the most important number in the Bible. <laughs> I'll tell you why in a minute. Here, Adam was the first Adam. Jesus was the second Adam. Number two. You remember David? David was the second king. Saul was the first one. David is the king that led the people to a place of victory for 40 years. That's a generation. Second king. Y'all remember Esther? She was the second queen. Okay. You remember Jacob? He was the second son. Oh, let, me, let me go a little further. Let me go. Y'all remember the Old Testament? Then there was the New Testament. That's the second one. It's the final one. So two is the completeness of what I believe in God. Jesus is number two. Y'all not hearing me. Who, who? He said, get to know who, and you'll know me. Y'all trying to know number one, and you skip number two. You can't get to know number one without knowing number two. I know it said you thought you had to know number one first, and then no. No, it works the opposite. You must know number two first, and then you get to know number one. Somebody shout Hallelujah. Show you how important two is. Two is always important. So I've now, let me help y'all here. I'm a number two guy. When I say that, I am a servant of the most high God. I have no problem taking the second position. It is important that you learn that. Doing that, glory to God. So, by the way, I, I happen to be flying this plane. Glory to God. I'm the one behind the wheel of, and the cockpit and looking at the instruments. But without God, I can't land it. Without God, I can't come into the place where I need to be. Without God, I can't do what he's called me to do. Without God, I can't be who 
he's called me to be. So listen, being number one of nothing is not important. But being number two over something is more important. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm, I'm talking about we were in a holding pattern, y'all. Glory to God. But God's clearly holding and calling us out of the holding pattern. And I got to be prepared for that next destination. I got to be prepared for the next generation. I got to be prepared for the next move of God. I need to know what time it is. Mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I could just imagine, you know, uh, I remember, I think in one of those comedians, Steve Harvey, or somebody, he said, he said, I'm trying to figure out why people, and I haven't seen or heard anybody do that in a long time, but there was a point in time when the plane landed, everybody started clapping. They were clapping because the plane landed. And he said, I don't get it. Why are people clapping? Because the plane's supposed to land properly. So we really don't need to, but that was people honoring the pilot. Oh, but they missed one thing. They should have been honoring God because he let it land. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. Ah, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged because there's others. You remember Moses? You know, Moses was on, on the backside of a mountain. Midian, the Bible tells me, for 40 years. That's a long time. But he remembered as a child, he remembered that he slayed the Egyptian and why he slayed him. He also knew who he was. He was called. When all the other babies were being killed, he was saved. And we have to ask the question, why would God, And because there's a bunch of people saying, well, how come he let those other ones die? He Because he had somebody that was going to be the Savior. And I know many of us have a hard time with this because there's always casualties in war. But I got to tell you something. I, I thought of this earlier. God has always been where he's always been. He hasn't changed his position on this. In other words, he was even excited when he allowed his son to be born. But I got to tell you something. He took the same stance to allow his son to die for you and I. His son died so that you and I could be free today. He died so you and I could land our plane. He died so you and I could have our purpose. He died so you and I could be healed, set free, and delivered. He died so that we could be the sons and daughters of God as well. Because he was the son of God. He was the sacrificial lamb. But here's the great thing. This lamb didn't stay dead. Woo, glory to God. God rose him up again, and he had to trust him enough. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. So I'm going to tell you all something. She said, well, what did you just say? God, the Son of God, Jesus, was all man, yet all God. Very difficult for our minds to comprehend. God the Father had to let the all man die so that the all God could live. Somebody shout hallelujah. God is the Lord of you and I. God has raised us up out of the muck and the mire. God has raised, and so stop complaining that I had to go in a circle. Stop complaining that I've been in a holding pattern. And I want to encourage you, 
Get your radio in tune. Because I want you to know that if this is flight, team, flight 1441. I'm calling you in. You are next to come in on runway two. Somebody shout hallelujah. You are next to land on runway two. When you get aligned, when you get yourself in alignment, when you're ready to let us know and start to lower your altitude. Oh, glory to God. So I can get in place to make a difference. I, I got to bring you down in order to take you up. Glory to God. I, I'm going to get you because I got work for you to do. Oh, my goodness. There's a place that God's got something for us to do on his behalf. Listen, so I'm not going just nowhere. Well, anyway, I'm going somewhere on purpose for God. Glory to God. I'm going on purpose. <coughs> Hallelujah. So if God's holding pattern in your life, you are already flying headlong in the direction God knows and he's calling you. In other words, get ready for your landing. Get ready for where you 2022, the church cannot afford to be silenced. Let me help y'all here. You've actually been saved all over again. A a pandemic that has gone through our world and we lived through it. Not only have I lived through a pandemic, but now I have lived through an economic shutdown of my country that I've never seen before and according to history has never happened. Even the Great Depression in 1929 never had everything closed. Y'all not hearing me. We lived through this. If we live through this and we're still standing, then there's nothing the devil can do to stop who God's called us to be. At some point, you need to recognize this. Thank you, sir. At some point, where are we as the children of God to recognize who we are and whose we are? What he's called us to do, who he's called us to be. Don't get this confused. Amen. Don't don't get this is so important right now. And I know I, I want to share because I know many of us have been struggling uh, with what's going on around us, not only in our homes, with our children, with our jobs, with people we know. Um, many loved ones have been lost. Uh, trouble has come. But yet, for some reason, you're still here. You, I, you don't you don't understand something. See, I grew up in a war zone, North Philly, and I made it out of North Philly. When I have lots of friends that didn't, and I have to ask the question: How and why me? God, because my mother couldn't tell me. My father couldn't tell me. So I had to figure out and ask God. And he said, I got work for you to do. Val, he said, I got work for you to do. You know that joy I've placed in your life? You know the story I brought you up out of? Yeah, you know it. Nobody else knows it, but you know it. You, and they'll know it when you tell it. And as you tell it. And he said, as you do that. 
somebody else will get delivered. Somebody else will get free. Uh, where you was at, that's what you, Brother Bush, what you'd have been through, and you're still standing. He said, you'll be able to tell somebody else, and yet then that'll help somebody else to keep, says, oh, I can make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you can get up and says, oh, I can do this. And so some of you out there, you've been waiting. You've been waiting. You've been waiting. You know, you didn't been through a whole lot this year. You didn't been through in the two years. Now, that's just with COVID and all the stuff that's going on. And he said, but, 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 but you're still here. You're still alive. You're still well. God has need of you. And I'm telling you, the church, Mother Gloria, you're here. Because God has need of you. He does, listen, he needs still be telling about the goodness of God. No matter how old, how young, nothing matters. We all need to be doing this. And I, I'm convinced that this is our opportunity. I don't know where and how. I know my job is to do it from this pulpit and, and on the airways. Uh, in fact, I'm stepping it up. I'm, I need help to get there to more places. But I need to be sharing this message of the Lord Jesus Christ and the encouragement of who he is and who we are to him through the airways. That's part of what I'm supposed to be doing now. But this thing is getting ready to grow at a leaps and bounds way beyond anything I could have done. We're getting ready to reach more people than I ever could have dreamed of because of the ability with the airways. Now, I, and so, but if I base it off of what it looks like, the sanctuary, we put less chairs out. Oh, y'all not hearing me. If I would have based what I believe about God based on what I see in the natural as opposed to what I see in the spirit, glory to God, I would have done just the opposite. Somebody say, but God. God has an ability to do something greater than anybody else when he can get you to see beyond what's in front of you. Vision is important. Glory to God. I told y'all I was in the air and I could see the runway, but I couldn't land. There was stuff going on in the land down on the, on the runway that uh, had I not listened to God, uh, I would have had an accident when I started trying to land. But because there, the traffic was congested, it wasn't fitting for multiple planes to be in the same place when he wanted me to land on two, runway two. So he had a designated place. Oh, y'all, thank you, Jesus. A designated place. And we got to stop complaining. And so I'm saying, as the Lord is opening up the doors, he's opening up the opportunity. You may have been in a holding place, but I want you to know you're being released. You're being released to land. God is calling your plane. Your number has been, uh, has been shouted out. Glory to God. God has prepared a way for you to get in. And I want you to, so you're now going somewhere. Amen. You're landing into your place where destiny is to take place. Purpose is to take place. Amen. And you got to trust and believe God. Hallelujah. And I'm going to spend my days helping to encourage you to get there. Amen. I'm asking in all of you, you know, as I prepare to close, help us to spread this gospel more than ever across the kingdom of God and across the airways. We can do it 
God has sent us. If you are here and you are hearing a sound of my voice, then God has designated you to be a part of that plan. So I want you to be prepared to give and to support what God is doing. Amen. For those of you who are watching us on the airway, you can give based on the right there, the giving. You can text give. But there should also be a giving, uh, the app. We should have the app coming up on the screen as well. You should have an app that they, they'll they be pulling up right now. My technical team will be bringing that up as well. So there's multiple ways to give. If you're not here with us, amen, and you know the old way, we're here. Those that are in the sanctuary will be giving glory to God based off of uh, two tithes and offering with an envelope. But those of you that are not, you can text it or you can go to the app and give, or you can mail it in to 2205 Lancaster Avenue, Wilmington, Delaware, 19805. But we want to be able to reach further and further into the kingdom of God through the word of God. We're going to go through more and more channels. We got the Faith Life channel. You can tune in and get us there on Faith Life. Roku TV, you can get us there. Apple TV, you can get us there. Um, we're trying to, we're, we're moving, we, we will be on it. I believe they're uploading to YouTube channel as well. Uh, all of those places you can see and hear. But I got to tell you, my most desirous place is that I would have you here in my presence and in the presence of the Lord. So please come and visit us at 2205 Lancaster Avenue. We're wearing face masks. We're social distancing. We're, 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 we're sterilizing our building uh, after each service. We continue to do that. So I just want you, we're taking those precautions. But more than that, I believe God wants you here. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Have a great, great, wonderful day. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah.